morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. And good morning. Thanks so much for getting our Flemington Profile New Market Handicap Day 10 to 10. We are speaking with Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals. Vince, we're in the octagon for Flemington New Market Handicap oh, Day. It's just got to be sensational. I cannot wait for the new market. It's going to be unbelievable. Are we going to see the emergence of a superstar or could we be seeing the new Sunline? Ah, uh, yes. Very, very, very interesting two dynamics there. Righto, we'll ask you, this is all about business, of course. Please get your Race Speed Profiles final edition out in front of you, and this is just to add some uh, some uh, information to it. Uh, first race in the program here, Vince. Shockamover's short price favourite, very short price favourite indeed at a $1.90, $1.85 range. I put him in Sizzlers after a terrific run at Mooney Valley, expecting him to run a big hit, uh, big at its next start. But here it comes into an eight-horse field. It's probably going to be three-back defence, it could be. And it's got to chase down some race-fit horses, particularly independent roads. So I assume that's part of the reason why you've gone low confidence here at the price. Yes, and I also look at current profile. No one's gotten past benchmark. Yeah. So, of course, this is the opportunity for this to happen. This is the right race where this could quite easily come to the forefront. Now, Shockham, hard horse default, Ralphie. I mean... Despite it's not been able to break benchmark, we've got to look last campaign, both on wet tracks. How are you going to do it, right? Yeah. This preparation, it's doing all the right things in, as far as the trend goes. I even feel if you look at the Mooney Valley run, right, it's completely unfair the way that turned out race shape-wise. Not going to get a fast speed here, Ralphie. So the horse is probably going to get its chance. But the, the, the negative is... Uh, it's it's super found right for a horse that <laughs> you know is still trending. That's it. Okay, second race in the program here. What you need? We touched on this yesterday. A real talent, uh, but it's a different dynamic. And again, uh, as with the first race, you're being asked to take a very short price here. It's about a dollar ninety range. Yeah, and the reality is this: it's either back or it'll stay out. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It, it's dead set open for anything else. This horse should be able to turn up and win and run one to two lengths below its profile and still win. It's just a matter of whether it's worthy of the price. I don't believe it's worthy of the price, right, based on IVR profile. I mean, if people are willing to give me a $1.70, $1.80 animo and this horse is a $1.90 and this is a six to seven length game, it's not hard for me to work out, right? But then when we go to the talent of yep. this race, like – uh, how do I how do I be really nice? They, they just seem to be in a different postcode. Let me just ask you one, because uh, yep. particularly for the Maldives and it's the value. This is a horse we sizzled last year when it ran third to Giga Kick Mullane. He didn't yes. put in last start. I heard Peter Moody on RSN. I listened to one hour of radio a week, <laughs> seven to eight, and he said he bludged this horse. I've put blinkers on him and I've backed him up, and I really do back back him up. But I, I without knowing, I reckon they've given it a few uh, little little. Uh, bullring sort of stuff and sharpen him up. If he brings his best, he has got a big uh, close on him. He has, Ralphie. If we look at that Caulfield run last campaign back in August, it was just phenomenal off a slow pace. So I don't know what's happened to this horse ever since then. 
But jeez, you know, you've got to be brave. You've got to be brave. Look, he's still Step got two it. things between his legs, which I, I've got a feeling that's the, that's the issue. But I just wanted to let our our, our customers know that yep. on talent, he, he's, he's got that there, but he's, uh, he has, has to want to bring it. Tenacity is an important thing. Well, tenacity uh, was no issue for Wallambi last start. In fact, the previous three starts, it's one three in a row. But at Warwick Farm, her two wins were sort of soft tempo, but we got to see what was under the bonnet last start, and it was a very big win. Revolutionary Miss goes well in Melbourne, looks to set, set the peak third uh, third up, and it's probably going to be in front of it in the run. How are you assessing this? Well, it's one of these scenarios. Look, I'm reasonably confident the horses that we've marked are most likely going to be the winner. My challenge for me, initially, I really looked pretty excited about wanting to back the five, but my problem is, am I too late? This is what I'm worried about. And again, when it comes to betting, Ralphie, doing the form is one thing, profiling a race is another thing, but then you've got to look at the characteristics of when it comes to executing. It's not just purely based on, they're not machines, right, where they're just like a robot, they just do everything the same. It just doesn't profile right from a betting point of view for me personally, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated because I go, how come I wasn't able to pick this horse up leading into that race as a betting proposition, right? But the way it won, you can't fault it. I mean, 1.4 lengths below benchmark first section, slight move in the mid-race around a length and then excellent last 400 or plus six and produced this booming performance, which is well above its past profile. And it, there's a lot of reasons why that could happen. It all ties in as being solid. The question is, will it repeat? That's it. That's the problem that I have from a you know, betting profile point of view. So what happens to me when I'm in this situation? I only want to back this source if I'm going to bet in the race. So if I'm not betting in the race, I'm not interested in any other runner, but it doesn't mean one of these other horses can't win because everybody's got their own bent on how they want to tackle things. I generally love wide barriers, but yep. gee, the more I looked at this race, I, I just can't see how this horse gets the right run. Now, that doesn't mean it can't win, and no. it's mid-sixes, by the way, so that's it's giving you a good price if you do want to play. And I'll notice on your race speed profiles that have come out now, it, 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 it pretty much, Sam Clifton virtually has to concede on, on its uh, metres per second uh, profile. Well, he does, because if he doesn't, he will be overextending. He's going to ask the horse to do something different, right? Yep. And therefore, the vulnerability late could be there, particularly now that you're stepping up another 200 metres into the prep, right? So I am taking the same view as you. There's a big chance he'll just slot back. But there's also the flip side, Ralph. There's a chance the horse could get into the lanes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So we'll be revolutionary miss, shuffle dancer at Papillion Club as the, yep. uh, the four you've mentioned. Uh, again, uh, so so the, the head scratcher in race four, the size produce, which is a nice name because it's such a big historical race. Two-year-olds, particularly, uh, how do we put this, in the drug-free era that don't have as many runs coming into a size produce. They're less exposed. You're low confidence here. Um, but Sassy Boom, I just want to ask you this maybe uh, to start with. It's run good time in Tassie and it's $14. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Well, one thing is for sure, the horse is going to, I'd say, get the right profile up front in terms yep. of the way it's running. From a data perspective, obviously it didn't like the wet track because it only had that one run at Ballarat. Went and was favourite off a good jump out. Yeah, yeah, and that performance was solid. It was second best of the day. So you cannot knock the profile. And this is a race where you 
pretty much the hurdle rates like a length below benchmark. So you sit there and say, okay, could you find a length and a half from your Tassie run? Of course you can. You've won easy. You look at the drop-off at the end of 1.6 lengths, right? It's not because the horse is at the end of its career, right? It's definitely not the case. So I do expect this horse to leapfrog upwards. It's just going to come back down to what do they do first time 1,400 and will the horse settle? Yes. If it does settle, right, it's going to get its chance. But if it doesn't settle, it's going to be a sitting shot. So you've got it in, in your most advantage, but on top you've got Freak of Nature. Now, we sizzled this horse. This was a nice debut over 1,300. Really profiles like uh, 1,400 is a, is, a size, is a size produce type horse in quotation marks. It really does, Ralphie. And then you, you've got to look – just have a little bit of a look at that um, detailed data in the, hidden, in the hidden splits right between the four and the two. Horse lost two and a half lengths of momentum and then rebounded two lengths. The squeeze also – for this horse coming off an above benchmark speed of around four and a half lengths was also a really positive sign. And the biggest thing is they went out and they did the jump out, Ralphie. Take away any possibility of flatness. And a jump out was good? Yes. Nice. All right. Well, that's $9 there. So you're low confidence, but there are a couple that we thought we should put on the table yep. for this uh, little service here. Uh, race five on the program here, Exolita, we sizzled her. She couldn't have done more after the slow start, given Anna Vista was flying up front, to, to use your phrase. She she didn't get a chance to breathe, but it is an open race with a few chances here. Uh, but what you're saying is perhaps the market's uh, the wrong way around with Barb uh, Raider as favourite. It's in your group. So you see has been ro- rock hard fit racing through the summer and racing well, as has Forbidden City. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I was doing, we we're going over this race with one of the the boys in the crew, and we're just you know sort of breaking apart a number of runners, and and didn't matter how you move the chessboard, the four deserves to be where it is and could explode off that profile, and this is why you know we sort of come to the conclusion that if there's any runner you really want to take a serious interest in, this is the one you could not ignore. Profile superbly, plus one last start. Look at the breakdown of the performance. 6.8 below benchmark first section, almost 10 lengths above combined last 800 metres, and we've got a 21-day backup, which is excellent. The bounce theory could be a little bit of a play here for this horse, but I just feel the 21 days and the way these boys are going and Zara on board, impossible to knock. Look at the performance last campaign at Flemington. Did a 1.9, went at one comfortably. I had a good look at the mile profile and just wanted to sort of have a little bit of comfort around where do you really sit? And this is why we didn't extend it to the 1.9. Everything we looked at gave us the confidence. This is a genuine plus one horse at this distance range. If it was 1,400, it would be borderline standout. Beautiful. All right. Good information there. Race six in the program here, the Australian Cup Prelude. Uh, we did a deep dive yesterday, so really just final thoughts here, Vince. Uh, you've gone with moderate confidence. Uh, we know the WA horse at Marachino will be rolling along up front with uh, right you are right with him as far, and Noble Heights, I suppose, as well. But you've ended up with Emissary, Hueda, Youngworth at right you are, and a couple of those are at a nice price. Yeah, we went through this whole jigsaw and then we started moving the chess pieces around because that's what you've got to do, Ralph. You've got to move those chess pieces around, <laughs> dive in deep, pull them apart and see where there's it. Now, there's still a chance we'll get it wrong. There's still a chance. This is what frustrates me. <laughs> but, it's what you love. Yeah. You, you look at right you are and say, okay, well, maybe it's peaked. 
There's no yep. more to come. How are you going to knock the stable, though? This stable gets them turning up all the time. So you can't sit there and scribble and say, no, you, you're at your peak and you're declining. Can't you just can't do that. Now, there are some little signs that indicate that, but I'm not willing to risk that against this stable because you've got to respect it. Emissary, quite easily, could be too good. Huerta and Young Werther, how can you dismiss them, right? You can't. And then, okay, the WA runner, who knows? A lot of these horses have been coming over this time round, and they're just not performing. But this horse could be an iron horse, could just come out, and if he spread eagles to feed field, they won't catch him. <laughs> That's it. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into the where the where the octagon really is today for you. I, I know what your confidence levels like. I'll just add to the information uh, from yesterday was that Peter Moody said could not be happier with this horse on RSN this morning. Uh, they gave him a little one week freshen up, uh, which is what he you know, I think he used to do this with Black Caviar, and then he said just absolutely everything's right. He respects the opposition. What do you uh, respect on the data? Yeah, of course you got to respect the opposition. You always got to respect the opposition. There's only really one challenge, and that is what happens up the straight, right? Yep. That, that's the one thing that could beat you. What happens? Inside, middle, split, the chaos theory. Go on class alone. Moody, he's just <laughs> – did he not have the best sprinter the, the planet's ever seen in my lifetime in Black Gavio, or am I just missing something? <laughs> you reckon he knows what he's doing, David? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just got this feeling. So his instincts, he's obviously followed his instincts and he did a little test run. Yep. And uh, <laughs> who's going to deny that he was wrong? Not me. He was unbelievable. Another 20 metres, the horse wins. And the, the 7.5 confirms a straight line speed. So all that's got to happen is, in my view, is he's the class runner of this field, full stop. There is not another horse as classy as this. And... It's like this. If I, if Animo was in this race, and let's just say he was just as talented, Animo would sit at the top of the tree somewhere in the sixes, and I wish would be rock solid second, and then maybe private eye, and then the gap. Then there's a gap. There's a genuine gap. So I just sit back here and say, well, the worst thing that can happen is, okay, they might get the wrong side. They might be in the wrong part of the track with the way the race is running, or they mistime it, or the horse is flat. But there's no way I am not going to chance my arm by not wanting to back this horse. I want to back this horse because I feel that it's realistically, if it was anywhere other than the straight, it's an even money chance. He's $5.50. I'll confidently say the reason why, assuming what Peter Moody said is completely taken on face value and there's no reason not to, I'll confidently say the reason why is the five kilo weight swing uh, uh, versus in secret. Um, that's, that's why. So Is that really what it is? I've got, I've got no doubt. That's the reason why the market is letting you on. Okay, so maybe in secret, is it dropping dramatically? Is it going to have this five kilo edge, right? So maybe in secret, with the five kilo edge, all of a sudden today will come out and run to its best and find a new PB and beat it. Yeah. Well, that you know, and if it does, if look, if this horse can do that, that's why I made that tongue and cheek statement at the beginning. Then we've got sunlight on our hands because on profile, horse is not going well enough, Ralphie. There it is. Um, the other horse that you're very high <coughs> bullish about today is Ayrton. We did the deep dive yesterday. Again, you're getting sort of low threes. He's been beaten once first up. It was by I wish I win. Yeah. I don't want to be against the horse today. 
I'm not interested in any other runner either, Ralph. I'm, I'm happy to take my medicine. If I get beat, I get beat. It's got the right, right rider, the right horse. The jump out was, I would say, borderline winning jump out. And what I loved was it came off them. So it didn't have to go and execute its, you know, bullish front running style, which is, I felt, un, you know, brought this horse unstuck on a number of occasions in the past. I can't see where the pressure is, even if there is pressure up front. This horse can handle any type of pressure up front. And if Jamie Carr gets the good fortune of just taking the sit, and I'm talking about being part of the lead back and just sitting with that pack, but not actually rolling at the front unless it's total control, I just don't know how they're going to beat it, Ralphie. Nice and simple. Last race, uh, we'll, we'll, again, we got into it uh, yesterday. The two that are emerging horses are Is It Me and Jenny Jerome, but the reality is they have to emerge, and hence you've got a low confidence because at the moment the IVR forecast is uh, below benchmark. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's, it's you've got to go wide for the quality, Ralphie, because I'm, well, it, I'm not the guy... <laughs> if I'm losing coming to last, looking to get out in the last, it ain't going to happen. It, it'll be like, oh, well, today's not a, you know, not my day. Best of luck today for you, for our customers. We appreciate your support as a customer and we'll uh, win, lose or draw. We're going to have a good look on Monday as to what happened both in Melbourne and Sydney. <laughs>